0: Hello, I'm Phil Tech 360 Creative Coach, and welcome to my vlog, where it's my pleasure as well as mission to highlight my creative journey in hopes of inspiring you, giving you specific takeaways, and anything in between. Before I get to things, I would like to take the opportunity to invite you to subscribe if you haven't already. That way you get all the various lessons and episodes that I put out right when I put them out. Thank you if you just did, and thank you if you already were. It truly does mean a lot to me, as I hope it does to you. So it's kind of always interesting looking back, you know, I do these every week and they encompass a week and man, uh, sometimes there's just so much that can happen within a week, right? Sometimes a week can feel like a lifetime, other times uh, it can feel like the most slowest boring thing ever, but a lot of, a lot of things happened last week, right? To, to kind of give you a rundown. I entered the visual effects phase of the proof of concept for uh, a feature film that that I'm aiming to do. I'm working on the pitch material for that. I'm also working on revising uh, revising a book that I've been uh, that I've been working on. Of course, we had the Super Bowl. Uh, I had a lot of my, a lot of my friends' birthdays actually apparently <laughs> were last week. So that's, that's kind of fascinating to me. Um, and then, you know, as part of that, it, it also marked another anniversary of the, of, of my dad's passing. So, uh, a lot of, you know, a lot of stuff all at once, um, not, you know, not necessarily by design, but just kind of happenstance and, that's okay, you know, uh, you can either read into it or you don't, right? Um, you just kind of take them as they go. But yeah, I mean, I don't know, in general, just a, I guess, a productive week, I could call it. So, which is good, you know, that's that's what you want. So, I guess let's start with the movie overall. Uh, you know, my friends and I, we joke about certain things where like you do a draft of it and then it gets to a point and it's like, all right, let's now hit the hot button. Right. It's almost like in, you know, in, in when you're racing cars, right? Like let's say in fast and furious and you hit the nose button. Right. And then you just, you, you just all of a sudden like just gain the speed and go fast and over the finish line. Right. So hitting the hot button, it's like, you know, you take something that's kind of just bland and all of a sudden, boom, it goes to the next level. And we always kind of joke about that because, you know, let's say you're editing something for so long and you have the footage and the edits are good and all that, but it's not color corrected. And, you know, because it's not in that phase yet. But then once you apply color correction to it, it's like, damn, it takes it from like this bland, just image to, oh, this, that's the hot button, right? We hit the hot button and it looks good. So the reason I'm saying this is because with the proof of concept, right? So if you're unfamiliar proof of concept is basically like a three minute representation of whatever the feature film would be. Uh, Some people sometimes make like a trailer. um, Sometimes people make like write a specific short uh, film for it. I literally just took three minutes out of, you know, the script and was like, this is, this is, you know, it's not a standalone piece necessarily, but it's a good viewpoint into what the film would be and whatnot, right? So that's the proof of concept. We filmed it using a green screen, uh, and I've talked about that ad nauseum. So I'm not going to get into it. You are welcome to check out my previous vlogs to kind of really hear that. But when you do that, you know you have you have all this green everywhere. So you edit it, and you know you don't see any of the backgrounds or any of the objects and so forth, right? So you just kind of see the actors, and it it looks good, right? but it's not hundred percent the same because, you know, it's all make-believe. So now, now that it's in the visual effects phase, it's like this, this just, we just applied the hot button, right? Like, and not to say that it is complete, but, you know, I was looking at various people and their work and I was talking with them and, you know, we were having creative ideas bouncing off and, you know, it's in a way kind of like dating someone where you want to find the right fit. And so in that regard, I finally found someone that I really meshed with, you know, I messed with the other people as well, but this one, just this person just on a, on a different level. Um, he really understood what I was going for and I really loved this work. So I'm like, let's do this. So boom, you know, and then, and then right now, the way the process works is we're just kind of working on, uh, for lack of a better term templates meaning there's various shots. And of course, an effect will have to be applied to multiple versions of those shot. you know, th- those shots throughout. But it's like, you know, let's take let's take one shot, let's apply it to that, and let's really work it so that we get the visual representation we want. And then of course, we can apply it to the other ones, right? So the exciting part is, you know, I got the early rounds. And of course, there's notes. It's not like it's perfect right off the bat. Um, you know, that would be you know, that'd be kind of like a miracle in some sense. But, you know, you can start to see it, right? You finally get to see the movie as it's intended to be. And so it's like, damn, now with this VFX stuff, we're, we really hit the hot button, right? So it's exciting stuff. And all in all, I think it'll be about two to three weeks um, to really drive it to completion, which is exciting. You know, if it takes longer, ultimately that's fine too. Um, you know, it's being worked on, and, and it's very exciting. So I look forward to that, and yeah, really, really good stuff. I'm, I'm can't wait to share, and share I will um, once it is complete. So there's that aspect of it, right? Really, you know, hitting the hot button, and uh, all projects need the hot button. We like the joke. Now, as part of that, I'm. You know, I'm once I, I was obviously initially involved very heavily because I had to interview these people and so forth and find the right person. But now that we've had conversations, everything's laid out. You know, I essentially get to take a step back and I'm more managing something rather than having to be a maker, right? There's um, there's kind of a dichotomy. You know, either the maker or the manager, and you can fluctuate between both, right? Um, and oftentimes we all do. You know, day to day, uh, job by job, or however you want, week to week, even however you want to term it. So, in this sense, you know, yeah, uh, I've gotten into more of the manager phase, which also, as far as the VFX side of the project is concerned, there's um, not really that tasking for me. So that means I have more free time. So, okay, how do I use that free time? Well, the other stuff that I'm dealing with and have to do. As part of this, right? Because all of this is in service of trying to package this film to production companies, um, distributors, investors, and the like. So that way we can get the funding required to make this movie. So as part of that, you know, uh, one of the, the, the pinnacle things that we'll need is a pitch deck this is like a representation of the movie it's got various info of like you know budgets and uh, you know story actors the crew um you know uh films that are similar and, and so forth and you know i had done a draft of it but then i was like okay you know i know the draft's not perfect so let me let me and i for some reason I, I, i've been kind of avoiding it because i don't know maybe i was just like spreading myself too creatively was focused on Proof of concept, and now that it's off and running, I can now really dedicate time to this. So I, I really put time and effort into that, and really changed up the flow and looked at the text and changed up the text and put in pictures and so forth. Now, what I was doing isn't the final visual representation of it. I was just literally in in Keynote. You can do this in PowerPoint as well. I was literally just kind of laying things out so that way, then someone else can take that and translate it into a more visual aspect, right? But I want them to have the text needed, the content needed, which includes the pictures to then translate that over. So, you know, that's kind of what I did. And it's not hundred percent perfect in terms of the content, but it's close enough where now, you know, it's not going to hinder the visual process. So now we're kind of there, but as we're there, the, the thing of it is, you know, it really starts with, the, the the cover, right? The cover's gotta look good and it's the cover sets the tone. So in essence the cover is of the movie poster, really. If you kind of think about it in that way. So you know I I've I've always had an idea of what the poster should be, but then you know now now so now in that sense by by look now interviewing people to take this pitch deck uh content wise and then translate to the visually you know one, uh, as i'm going through it and interviewing people i, was, I realized okay before we even worry about the pitch deck let's focus on the movie poster quote unquote, because that will dictate the visual style you know the iconography and so forth of the actual pitch deck and the layout so you know it it's it's kind of always like almost two steps forward two one step back two steps forward one step back and so i was like okay let's take a step back and you know, so everyone now that I'm working with, it's like, okay, let's focus on the poster first. Let's get that as good as we want. And then we can move on to the rest. And, you know, it was kind of interesting. Well, not interesting, I guess, but, you know, it, it, it's, it's always, and especially like, I don't know, maybe, maybe cause we're also in the pandemic, you know, uh, for me living alone, there's nobody to bounce ideas off of ever. Uh, I mean, I guess I could talk to my dog, but, you know, there's not going to be quite the response that I'm looking for. So, you know, you you sit with these ideas and things like that and you kind of go in a certain direction. But I was like, you know what, let me call one of the people involved in the project and just let me get let me get her input. And I'm so glad I did because the, the feedback she offered was really fantastic. And sometimes, you know, people are well-intentioned because I I, I called like one other person that I trust and I kind of pitch something to them and sometimes you get the response of like, yeah, okay, that sounds great. Go for it. And while that's encouraging, you know, sometimes it doesn't lead to the the, the good product. It's not like, you know, don't worry about hurting my feelings. And, and I don't think ultimately um, they were just trying to be a yes person, but it was like they just, you know... Um, did you at that point? I think you know part of it was they were in the middle of the, their work day, no different than I was in mine. You know, we just kind of called each other during the, the lunch break. Uh, so you know that 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 the, the 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 notion of being creative in that moment, you know, is is a little bit stifled just because given the circumstances. Um, And I could have called that person; they probably would have came up with great stuff. But you know, I nonetheless I called somebody else, and I was like, "Hey, let me just get your input on this." And boy, like just within like a twenty minute conversation, the ideas that were flying and and really elevating it and offering, I was like, "Okay, cool." And that's what I love. I mean, for me, I really love dialogue because there's a back and forth. You know, they can ask a question that I didn't even consider, and then I could start to be like, "Okay, well, here's this," and then that opens up a doorway. So. I don't know. For me, I do value creativity from the standpoint of a collaborative art because I don't pretend to know all the answers, you know. And the person in particular that I was talking to, you know, I, I didn't realize it at the time, but you know, I just had an instinct that this person would have a great viewpoint into what I'm going for. And uh, the person does have a marketing branding background, so I was like, "This is really cool," and you know. Not to say that I haven't done that stuff, but it's not my strong suit like it is for this person. You know, I have other strengths. And so it's great that, you know, they fill that weak spot for me. And that's why, you know, art is really collaborative at the end of the day, at least for me. You know, I I can't imagine any sort of way different than that. And so, yeah, I'm excited and we're moving forward. Like I said, I'm going to focus on the poster and then... And then from there, that'll dictate the other stuff. So really looking forward to that. Uh, As far as everything else, you know, one of the things I I decided to do last week was to just kind of, you know how people say like, hey, if someone's on your mind, you know, reach out to them. And especially kind of given the the circumstances of 2020, we all miss our friends and things like that. We probably think about a lot of our friends. And so the idea is of reaching out to somebody is nice, right? But how often we do it? Do we do it? I know for me, I always kind of see those memes or posts and so forth and think, oh, that's cool. But I never really do it because it feels awkward or whatever the else. you know, sometimes you're like, well, does this person really want to hear from me? And is it going to be cheesy? Whatever the case may be, you know, there's this fear that sets in. So I was like, you know what? Let me let me go for it. Let me, I think, let me, let me set an intention Let me be honest about it. Let me write something thoughtful and I'll make a list of people that I want to reach out to and I'll reach out to them and be like, Hey, um, you know, and I, and I I kind of literally opened it up, you know, like so often I see these posts about reaching out to people if they're on your mind, I think it's a nice thing, but I rarely do I do it. So I didn't want to be that person. So I just wanted to let you know that you were on my mind and I hope all this well, something to the effect of that. And then, you know, some personalized stuff as well to each individual. And yeah, it sparked some really good catch-up sessions via text um, or phone calls with certain people. But yeah, you know, it it just it was nice because it created real human interactions, and you know, it, it uplifted their day, and because it uplifted their day, it uplifted my day because they were so sincere in what they said back to me. And I think you know, it's it's a thing that we don't do enough of, and I think you know, you can. You can say it's the, uh well, you know, the embarrassing part of it. Other times you could blame it on not having enough time. And it's like, if we don't make that time, we're never going to have that time. And, you know, to me, uh, human interactions, these relationships, you know, that's ultimately why we're here, right? That's what, I mean, I would imagine art that you are creating yourself is about that same thing. It's about You know, human truths and human interactions and so forth. And it's like, you know, we we can't just talk the talk. We also got to walk the walk in our own lives, not just in our own art, right? Talking the talk is in our art, but walking the walk is in real life. So, yeah, there's there's that aspect of it. Uh, The other aspect that I was doing was just kind of revising a book. And revision is easy in that sense. Um, obviously like there's an art form to it, so not everyone can necessarily do it. And I don't claim to be the best, but it's easy enough in the sense that you're not having to engage creatively. So I can, you know, if I have a little bit of downtime, let's say like 30 minutes here, an hour here, whatever the case may be, I can just kind of go into that because it it doesn't require my creative brain. It just requires more of an analytical brain and feedback and so forth, you know, so you're fixing up grammar and things of that nature, right? So I've been doing that, um, and you know, uh, the other thing that kind of I thought about was I remember when I was a kid, uh, may let's say seven years old, I like declared that I wanted to be a genie when I grew up, which is kind of fascinating to me because, in some sense, for all intents and purposes, I kind of am a genie, and follow along here, right? Don't just dismiss it. But I, I value myself when people call me and, you know, request feedback or advice and so forth. Or conversely with the projects that I do, I've gotten some really good feedback of like, hey, thanks for allowing me to flex my creative muscle by letting me be part of your project. And that's really cool. And so in some sense, I kind of am a genie, not that I do, you know, magically wave like this wand or whatever and boom, make stuff happen for them. You know, it's a lot more nuanced because it's all work. And most of the time, like, you know, whatever advice I may give, ultimately, they're the ones doing the work. Right. So that's the key component of it. They're the ones ultimately uh, that are in charge. And, you know, it would be nothing if, you know, my part's easy. It's their part is hard. The, The doing the work. I think a lot of times we, um, We don't associate as like the hard part, but it's it's the person who does the work that is, you know, the one that, you know, ultimately, like, again, a lot of us are analytical and we know the right thing to do and say. And so, you know, sometimes we just need that bouncing board. But nonetheless, it's the work aspect of it that that's the tough part. But in my own way, yeah, I kind of like to view myself as a genie because I do kind of push and try to help create uh, the atmosphere or the environment, if you will to allow for people's dreams to come true and that's a really cool thought you know and, and how intriguing right it's it's one of those things that you can kind of look back and like oh that does make sense with what I do like that's that's you know as silly as a statement as it seemed like I really had it in my heart to like just really help people's dreams certainly creatively come true. And that to me is a worthwhile pursuit that to me is a worthwhile uh, use of my time on this earth, my life and so forth. Right. So, yeah, very, you know, that's that's the way I choose to look at it, at least. Uh, the other aspect, you know, um, so in 2007, my my dad passed away. And um, so on Wednesday, February 3rd is uh, was the anniversary of that. And it's interesting, you know, one of the things that I kind of always look at, you know, my mom posted something about it, and you know, I always knew him as my dad, you know, and then conversely, my mom she knew him in a light that I can't necessarily begin to imagine, right? It's no different than like, let's say, grandparents, right? Your grandparent is your grandparent, and that's kind of how you view them, but obviously before that they had a, a completely different life and, you know, they were teenagers, they were uh, young adults, adults, and so forth, you know, parents of, of their own before they became grandparents. Um, and not that there's anything wrong with that, right. And no one's at fault and things like that, but it's just very fascinating to me how most times, you know, even with the people that are, you know, uh, so close to us, right? Like, like family members, in this case, a parent that we still just know the surface level of who they are as a being. And there's no real message beyond just kind of, it's something fascinating to think about. And there's, like I said, there's not necessarily a fix, you know, other than them perhaps asking and things like that, but even then you're still, you're still only going to, you can only get so deep, right? No, um, And yeah, as I said, it's it's no one's fault. It's just kind of the way things are. But um, yeah, I don't know. It was just kind of fascinating to consider and think about um, in that sense. Um, As far as the Super Bowl, I'm not going to really talk about it. But um, apart from the fact of, you know, my joke is like it was was like watching a high school scrimmage between varsity and JV. but, you know, I'm not going to pretend to know more beyond that. I'm not a football analyst or anything like that. Um, anyway, that's uh, that's kind of in a nutshell what I've been up to. I know, you know, I said it was a lot. You know, maybe it might not seem like a lot. But uh, a lot of, you know, for me, a lot of, you know, once you get into the depth of things and start working on those things on a on a day-to-day basis, yeah that stuff adds up and things like that and that's what i've been up to thank you for joining me i hope uh i hope this has been inspirational in some sense i hope this offers you certain tangible takeaways if you have any questions or thoughts of your own by all means please share i will be more than glad to converse with you and thank you and i hope to see you next time